Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to another week of DQ with Damani. This is your host, Damani Madir, and I'm extremely, extremely happy to be bringing you guys another episode. Well, we had some excellent matches this past weekend and a lot of new developments in boxing. Firstly, Devin Haney. This man activates his mandatory clause as the undisputed 135-pound champion to take on the WBC 140-pound champion, Regis Progray. Now, there are a lot of people saying that Devin Haney is ducking Shakur, and I'm not exactly sure that is the case, especially since Devin Haney did offer him 75-25. Now, whether or not 75-25 is fair is an entirely different discussion. We are here to talk about the fact that Devin Haney is now activating his mandatory clause as the four-belt champion at 135 pounds. Now, do I believe this fight is good for Devin Haney? Yes, absolutely. Do I believe this fight happens? We will have to see because Devin Haney's last fight was not under the zone. He is under top rank for now. For now, it seems like he's under top rank, but it sounds like he's willing to work with the zone again. It's really just free reign. Whoever wants Devin Haney will get Devin Haney. But it is important to note that Devin Haney does have a good relationship with Bob Arum and Top Rank at the moment. He also does have a great relationship with Eddie Hearn. So we may see a fight on DAZN. We may see a fight on Top Rank. Either way, I am hoping that he gets something done soon with Regis Program. And suddenly, with even more breaking news, we now are finding out at this very moment that Ryan Garcia has called out Regis Progray for his shot at the WBC Super Lightweight Championship. Now, this is also another amazing fight for Regis Progray. Progray is a hot commodity as he said himself. Take a listen. I love it, I love it. I love the fight with me and Ryan. Um, he took it down, I don't know what that's about, but I love the fight with me and Ryan, bro. Um, he said, you know, holla Eddie. I've been kind of standing off the internet right now, you know, but I, I see things, but I've been standing off the internet. Everybody calling me out, so, you know, right now, I'm um, I'm a hot commodity right now, so, you know, we'll see. Eddie Hearn said uh, he's working on you and Devin. I love the fight. I hope it I happens. I absolutely love that fight, too. Only thing about that, you got to pay me. That's it. You got to pay me. I love the fight, the but champ. Of course I'm the champ. You, you got to pay me. You got to pay me. And, um, you know, so far, I don't know how much I can say, but, you know, so far, then, you know... They ain't talking about nothing. They ain't talking okay, about I'm what sure I'm talking about. Because you know? you but yeah, you gotta, okay. you gotta pay How for that. You you gotta, that's a big ass fight. You gotta pay for that. You enroll. It's very obvious that Regis Progre isn't scared to fight any of these challengers who are calling him out. Whoever is saying the name Regis Progre, saying that they want the WBC belt at 140 pounds, Regis Progre is going to fight you. He wants all that smoke. And if it involves Devin Haney, I can see a super fight in the making. Rest assured, we are going to see a Hall of Fame level matchup between those two men. Boots. 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 With another impressive knockout victory. I gave you guys just a little bit of a taste of what was to come with Boots earlier this year in an episode where I mentioned how a lot of people were disappointed with his last performance. Saying that just because he didn't get a knockout, he was trash, he, he didn't deliver, he's not going to be a pay-per-view star. Well, 
I guess he had to silence y'all right quick and show you just how powerful he is once again. I told y'all that Boots was a force to be reckoned with and nobody seemed to listen. Nobody seemed to listen. The only people who know what's really up with Boots are the guys who are in Philly because they train there and they see it. They know how well Boots prepares. His preparation for these fights is so unique and so absolutely successful 100 success rate whether it's a knockout or not that man always pulls the w he is up next there is no reason to believe that boots isn't a superstar in the making i i can guarantee it he is going to have a world championship in his name very soon and he already has the interim championship so what's next well the answer will be pretty clear July 29th, when Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence go to war for the 147-pound undisputed championship. My issue with this is Boots' career has been put on hold for so long at this point in time. He's been waiting his turn, waiting his turn, waiting his turn. It's time. Virgil Ortiz, he got sick. That man cannot compete at 147 pounds anymore. His heart, his kidneys are not at a point at which he could be able to perform at the highest level. He's not going to be there at 147. It's time for him to move on. They're saying, oh, he's going to move up to 154. Oh, he might move up to 160. So now we got the we got the perfect avenue right here. Stan Jonas and Boots. Let's see a little unification. Let's make it happen. Or wait. Once again, leave Boots on the sideline like he has been for, oh, let's say, two to three years already. He's been calling these guys out. He wants his shot, and he knows it's his time. So we are just now receiving information from trainer Bob Santos about the Alberto Puerto situation. My Dominican brother, he was suspended for six months for apparently violating Vada's substance abuse protocols and i do have to say when i first reported it on the show i was extremely disappointed i did not want to believe it and to this day i still do not believe it i do not believe that my man was taking performance enhancing drugs at least with malicious intent to use them in the ring to harm his opponent Trainer Bob Santos finally had the chance to explain through Dominican Boxing News outlet and let the fans and the rest of the world know what was really going down. My man Alberto had... I want to end on this note. Uh, uh, your fighter, Alberto Pollo, unfortunately uh, got suspended now for six months. He did not get fined. Uh, what information do you have on that? Uh, uh, do, do you want to speak on the situation? Sure, 100%. Um, so we're, we're, we're happy about that. Everything uh, turned out to be exactly what he had said. You know, we let the facts present themselves to the commission, to VADA, and they all understand, you know, had he just put it on the forms, he would have gotten an exemption. There was no, uh, where he was trying to cheat or do anything of that way, nature. So therefore, it was retroactive. The suspension started from the day of the test because the, the commission themselves said, hey, everything you did checked out. So he, he can get possibly be back in the ring uh, by October, obviously. And so he got a, a very, very, very light suspension because he just didn't put it on the forms. But everything checked out. He had the surgery, everything that he did for the infertility, 
and so uh, the commission was very, very satisfied with him, both them and Vada, as as we were as a team. So he'll be ready to go back in October and be looking for him. Everything checked out. That's why I said, don't rush to judgments, people. Don't rush to judgments. So uh, surgery, and of course, certain surgeries for sports injuries. You're going to have doctors who say, hey, you may need to take this steroid to promote better growth of the muscle or joint or whichever portion of the body you injured. Sometimes a steroid is necessary. Sometimes even when you're sick, you may need to take a steroid. So the fact that VADA has such tight, tight, tight restrictions and gives zero leeway to athletes, it really disappoints me but we do have to remember that drug testing is drug testing it is necessary to protect our athletes this sport my sport of boxing is not a very kind sport you have people all around the world who feel that they can get around the violations get around the certain stipulations that are put in place for instance guys will have to deal with an extreme weight cut They'll take a little bit of EPO on the side just to help them shed off a couple pounds. There's always going to be guys who do that and just somehow fly under the radar. But when it's genuine guys like Alberto Puello, like Joel Romero, people who actually did not knowingly take a steroid or took a steroid but did not do it for the intent to be used in the ring, whether it was for rehabilitative purposes or they were quite literally just sick and they needed it. These guys deserve a chance to clear their names. The real Rocky story has been complete. For months and months and months, there was speculation surrounding this fight. When would we see Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou hop in the ring together? He left the UFC. Before he left the UFC, there was talk of this fight. Dana White's like, eh, I don't want to let a cross promotion happen. We know how Dana feels about these UFC fights potentially crossing over with boxing or letting a fighter completely void their UFC contract just for a few months to train and then fight a boxer. We know that he doesn't like it after the whole Conor McGregor situation. Yes, they made millions upon millions of dollars, but the loss still counted as a stain against the MMA community. So he typically doesn't like to do it. After Francis leaves, immediate talk of it. No contract. Tyson Fury fights. No talk. Speculation starts little whispering here and there. No contract. Out of nowhere, finally, today, we received the announcement. Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou is happening in October. We do not know how many rounds it will be. We do not know what ounce gloves they are going to be using. But what we do know is that this is going to be a boxing match under the unified rules of boxing. It is going to be a sanctioned match. Another thing we do not know is whether or not this will fulfill Tyson Fury's mandatory obligations for defense purposes only. We don't know that either. So, there's a lot of information missing. But, 
we do have the announcement. So we know that the fight is happening. Unfortunately, we do not have much else other than that. We do know the rules. We don't know what gloves they're going to be using. We have absolutely no idea what venue it's going to be in. We just know that it's going to happen in the month of October. So the hype train has started. Everybody, please buckle up and make sure your ears are to the streets because we are probably going to be receiving information about this fight by the week, maybe even by the day, the way that Tyson Fury be posting on his Instagram story. So everybody keep your fingers crossed that things go well. There's no issues with weight. The WBC doesn't step in and ruin it. We are going to see the true Rocky story come full circle. So it seems a lot of people are seriously frustrated with the fact that Tyson Fury is going to be fighting Francis Ngannou. And I have to say that I don't disagree with all of the attitude and all of the people who are like, ah, I can't stand Tyson Fury. He's just ducking and dodging the competition. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I would like to quell people's anger real fast. Everyone knows that this fight has been on the radar for at least two and a half years. At the very least, because as soon as Francis had that championship, things started getting quickly talked about. Let's let's rewind time for just a moment now. Rewind time. Turn back the clock a little bit. As soon as he won that belt, people started talking. Oh, UFC, boxing, who's going to be better? Who's really the baddest man on the planet? Let's see. We were never, ever truly entertaining it, but it was just a conversation. People are forgetting that. It started as a conversation. This is not something that people are just coming up with now as a way to put a stop on a lot of the fights in the heavyweight division. This is something that has been in the making for some time. Let's give it a chance. Instead of being ungrateful that we're having such an event as this, it's been quite a long time since we have had a UFC fighter or, l let's be honest, a MMA competitor in general step inside the boxing ring who is of meaningful competition at that point in time. Meaning, Anderson Silva does not count. Despite the fact that he looked great in the ring, he was past his prime. Francis Ngannou is not. Francis Ngannou is currently in his prime. His African genetics are busting right now. So there is absolutely no excuses from his camp. This man is in the prime of his career. I'd also like people to keep in mind the fact that Francis Ngannou has stopping power. Mark Contour, Roy Nelson, either either of those guys. And so. the way he threw it, it was like a leg, like from the thigh, and then whipping that arm with the whole body behind it, just full torque. Mm -hmm. I mean, it had everything. It had all the power. This is not a fighter who is incredibly boring. This is not somebody who throws jabs all night. This is someone who has the stopping power to make a real boxing match competitive. This is not one of those exhibitions where it's going to be two guys just dancing around the ring and hugging each other and throwing body shots here and there. This is a fight. This is a fight 
between the greatest heavyweight at this point in time from the UFC, Francis Ngannou. Of course, you can make the argument that John Jones is. I believe he is the greatest of all time, regardless of weight. But if we're talking great heavyweights, Francis Ngannou is there. As for boxing, we have Tyson Fury, who you can also make the case that he is one of the greatest boxers of the heavyweight division of all time. It is entirely possible that you can make that case for both fighters in their respective sports. Because, of course, combat sports has a lot to do with the number of striking points. Two-point striking, four-point striking, six, eight, it doesn't matter. The striking points are what is important. How limited are you? How many different types of strikes can you throw in your sport? And obviously, a lot of people believe that the MMA fighter is going to be at the advantage in the cage. Now, when it comes to an MMA fighter being inside of the ring, that's where things get interesting. And that's why this fight is important. This fight is important because once again, we are being given the ultimate question. What happens when an MMA fighter is restricted to just using their hand? Just before we wrap things up for this week's episode, I would like to also continue to focus on the heavyweight division through Anthony Joshua and Dillian White. This is going to be the second time these two men meet in the ring. Actually, no, I stand corrected. This is the third time because they did fight once in the amateurs. So this will be the final fight between these two men. And a lot of people just like with the Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou situation, are frustrated that this is somehow one of the biggest fights the heavyweight division has to offer. I would once again like to remind you that Andy Ruiz is not signing the contract. Deontay Wilder, as we all know, has dropped a series of videos roasting Andy Ruiz. Take a listen. So we ain't talking about no money. So how did he know it was a 70-30 offer? I didn't tell the Andy Daddy about any type of money whatsoever. You know, and on another thing, me and Andy is two different people. Andy was only a champion for as long as a blink of an eye. I'm a I'm a I'm a five-year ten title defense champion. It's a difference. What I possess is power. I put people on the edge of their seats every time. So I don't need belts to fight because people come and see my God-given talent. Now, on the other hand, Andy, what are we seeing from him? A short, fat fighter with small hands so it make him look fast, T-Rex. That's it. You ain't putting nobody on the edge of the seat. Ain't nobody getting excited. The only reason this fight would be exciting because they want to see how fast I would knock him out. And that's it. But I can tell you this one. I can tell you this, though. Soon you're going to see him none existence in the boxing world you're gonna see him on the shelf because he ain't gonna have nobody to fight why well, hope this fight happen and of course he's not having it because this man is not signing the contracts it's about time that these fights happen and of course people are complaining people are frustrated that aj's not fighting the guys that they want him to fight and it's only happening because the heavyweight division is currently being put on hold we have alexander Usyk versus daniel dubois that's a great fight appreciate that just appreciate what we're getting. People are so ungrateful. Now that I'm done harping on all of the ungrateful boxing fans around the world, and even some some of the fighters are really ungrateful, because if it weren't for this match, you 
potentially might not even get the next opportunity. So let, let, let's just focus on the tail of the tape. Both men are coming in in impressive, impressive, impressive shape. Both of them look like they are ready to scrap. I'm not going to lie. AJ has been through some serious changes with Derek James, and we are liking the way that he is throwing his jab. We are most certainly loving the way he is throwing his cross. But like I said, the major improvements that he does need to make are more uppercuts. He was throwing the Im Im immaculate, absolutely immaculate, immaculate, once again, body shots. His body shots were impressive. I loved it. But I would like to see more uppercuts on the inside. He had a lot of moments against Jermaine Franklin where he was inside and he threw some great body shots, left hook to the body. Sometimes he did alternate with the right hook, but his uppercuts were largely absent. I want to see that uppercut that knocked Vladimir Klitschko out. We need to see that uppercut in action again. And I believe that if he lands this on Dillian White, like we saw Tyson Fury do, it will be the most important punch of the fight. All right, everybody, this is it. We have reached the end of another wonderful week of DQ with Damani. I am your host, Damani Madir. And if you are enjoying these episodes week to week, whether or not you are tuning in one week, out another week, resting one week, chilling on the beach, listening to another episode of my show, make sure you subscribe and turn those notifications on so that you can catch these updates immediately. Once again, thank each and every one of you for tuning in. This is DQ with Damani. Be safe and God bless.